Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of the Starkville Daily News, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Here with you on a Friday morning. We are so glad to be with you here today. We are glad you've made us part of your day here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you're getting your podcast from. We appreciate you guys tuning in, especially our servicemen and women who are taking care of us around the world as we speak. Let's thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. They will also be taking care of you. As the weather changes, you never know what your drink needs are going to be. Well, good news. One stop takes care of both of them. Hot drinks, cold drinks, good drinks, great drinks. They've got them all there. So you thought I was going to say bad. I saw it in your eyes. You are like, he's going to say bad. There's no bad drinks there. No, no, no. Maybe somebody listening thought that, but you would never get me to think that. I have tasted most of them, and they are all fantastic. You know, I, I honestly, this sounds like something that you would just say because they're a sponsor. I've never had a drink at Strange yeah. Brew that I tasted and thought, you know, I go to, that's disgusting. I get, <laughs> That's never happened. Yeah, not, We're not saying it hasn't happened within throwing distance of Strange Brew. We're not saying it hasn't happened across the street from Strange Brew. But we're saying it hasn't happened at Strange Brew. If you get what I'm saying. Same with the ice cream. I, and I'm picking spoon. up what you're putting down. They're turning spoon ice cream. I've never gone in there, ordered something, and been like, that's disgusting. That made me makes me wish not only that I hadn't ordered it, that I had never been born. No. It's always great. I always feel like, I wish I had more of these. I wish I could eat these consequence-free every day. <laughs> Trust me, if I could eat ice cream sundaes from Turnin' Spoon ice cream every day, and there were no consequences to that, brother, I would eat there every day. Jeannie comes down and gives you three wishes. Isn't <sighs> one of them... To eat without any consequences. I would like to. I, I, I want to. I want to. Yeah. I'm, it's it's going to be. I'm going to sit up. Like I want to weigh whatever I want to weigh. Like let's just say 200 pounds. Yeah. You know, 200 pounds. I'm not fat. I don't really want to be ripped. To be totally honest with you. The the dad just body the dad body's good would suit me fine. And I but I want to weigh 200 pounds no matter what. Yeah. So and I'll just take Lipitor for the cholesterol at that y- point. Y- <laughs> you want to eat two large pizzas? Oh, fine. Man. No calories. What my, I would I, the first day that I could do that would be I would put the rock to shame with my cheat day, <laughs> brother. I would be at Waffle House first thing in that morning, tearing it up. I'm like I, I need three waffles. I would just go from there. So I, I want I want a regular, a pecan, and a blueberry. I want all three flavor of waffles, and then bacon and sausage and everything else. I need to go. Uh, have you? Uh, you know, Wendy's is doing breakfast now. Did you see this? They got a breakfast baconator. Didn't see that. Sounds intriguing. So picture it's a burger, right? But instead of a burger, it's a sausage patty with egg, bacon, and there's cheese and cheese sauce. I'm going to have to go try that. And I'm not a big Wendy's guy, but we'll see. While we're talking about wishes and things like that, you know, we had a question the other day. Uh Uh, I don't remember if we asked. Maybe it was in your thing that we did the other day that was the 10 questions or whatever. 
that was what, where would you want to see it in the future kind of thing? No, that was one of our questions. Yeah, was it one of? Yeah, I was having a conversation with about that the other day. I think we missed the boat on that because I, I okay. think if I had to answer that again, it would be like the day that cancer is cured. That would be a good day. That would be a amazing day. Be a lot of parties in the street that day. You would think. So anyway, I, I know that was totally random in the middle of a strange. Very ride, random, but, but it's fine. But I, while I was thinking about it, I thought I'd bring that strange up. Strange brew might cure cancer. We don't know for sure. The only way to find out I is to I think I did read an article it. one time that like coffee beans or something like really? it, it helps. Because uh, like that's, antioxidants that's, that's and stuff. That's bad news maybe. for me. It's bad news. I need, to, I need to start choking some of that Have you down. ever tried the, I mean, because you know, every beverage comes with a. What is uh, that? Well, this is blueberry cobbler. But I'm saying that every oh, the beverage puts the espresso I've tried one. You yeah, like they, yeah, they're okay. Yeah. 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 They're all right. So. One day on the air, I'm going to make you, you need to bring me a coffee and I'll just try it and we'll see how it goes on air. That might be fun. It might be funny. It might be one of those things where like, oh, wait, no, this is good. I'm stupid. I could have been doing this my whole life. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know if I need any more caffeine. Have you ever tried the albino squirrel? No. You haven't even given it a taste? I, I don't, I don't, I don't like hot drinks is my main concern. Okay. I don't drink hot chocolate, hot tea, anything like that. Okay. I drink drinks because they're cold and refreshing. So it's fair. That's just my. That's just, that's just how I saw our roll. Yeah, I think you can get an iced albino squirrel or a frozen albino squirrel. Should you well, choose to go there, well, we, right? might, we might. We'll, we'll think about it. All right. <laughs> well, we also should think about our other sponsor, College Corner. They've got two locations in the Jackson area to take care of you. They're in Ridgeland, over by Fleet Feet. They're in uh, Flowood, by the Half Shell, and they've got the best and biggest selection of MSU merchandise anywhere in Central Mississippi. You can shop online with them at College Corner Store, but today's a beautiful day now as we're recording. Yeah, sun's out. Sun's out, guns out. Get Go get you a... a, a don't, don't embarrass me. I've already done that this week. I know, you have. It's ridiculous. Now, this would never have happened with Carscadden, by the way. I'd have put him through the table. <laughs> All six of his fingers or whatever it is. <laughs> he no, couldn't even get a full score. Yeah, he's, he's got, he, How would missed, he, he would have had to like hook your hand. How would yeah, that happen? Well, for, I don't know that I would want to hold his hand. That would be a little creepy, wouldn't it? Be like, ah. It's like when you touch something you know is sort of out of kilter. Like, it's like putting your hand in jello or something. I think uh, Jimmy Fallon and the, they do that sometimes on uh, the Tonight yeah. Show where they like stick their hand through the. They can't see what's on the well, other they side. Well, they do they it in MSU women's it. basketball. They have the. I you, tried, you don't I go tried. to the games. Yeah, but they do the. Uh, I did know that. They do the, the mystery it. box and they'll put their hands in its pudding or something and they're just going crazy. Anyway. College Corner, <laughs> they sell MSU merchandise. <laughs> Shouldn't that just be their slogan? We sell MSU merchandise. They also sell other stuff, too. So check them out. Whatever whatever you want to do with your home, whatever you want to do with your wardrobe, if you want to look like a bulldog and act like a bulldog, you go shop at College Corner. Boy, we are burying the lead today, aren't we? <laughs> I mean, I don't know how long we talked before we. I said, this is thunder and lightning, but yeah, we're like nine minutes into this recording here. And uh, yeah. JT getting out for the season. Tanner Allen out. For I hate to laugh at that. Tanner Allen out. Uh, they said indefinitely. He came back later. I think he said a few weeks, but that, that seemed like the optimistic timetable. But the big story, obviously, is, is Ginn is out. The rotation has been reshuffled. It's now McLeod, Bednar, Sarantola. So they leave Sarantola on Sundays. Uh, Carlisle Kessler will be long relief, midweek kind of guy. Let's just start with the, the obvious question. What does this do for MSU's chances to to return to Omaha this season? Well, it obviously hurts them. I hate to just be, uh, you know, that, that blunt with it, but it does. There's no question about it. And the thing is, though, I think the writing's been on the wall here. It didn't like State learned on Thursday. I, I think the writing's been on the wall that this could happen. It has happened. 
Um, the good news for Mississippi State is, I know it's only been three weeks in, but it appears Christian McLeod is a bona fide ace anyway. Yeah, I agree So with you that. move him up to Friday, and I'm not so sure, even if JT Ginn is healthy, I'm not so sure that McLeod isn't right there with him at the end of the year anyway. Now, you would love for that to be your one, too. So I guess all year long you're going to be saying what if, what if, what if. But ifs and buts, you know the saying. I do know uh, it. And uh, so he, JT Ginn is gone for the year. But you have a guy that you can put on Friday night in Christian McLeod and feel comfortable up against fill in the blank, you know. And so State's going to have a chance every Friday night still. Will Bedner, you know, welcome to the show, kid. We're about to see what you got. <laughs> Let's talk about Bedner, who's been <laughs> who's about to get thrown into that Saturday role this weekend and has been impressive in long relief. And I think the move, the, for me, the move is more about velocity than anything else. Kyle Kessler is an 88 to 91 kind of pitcher. Bedner is a mid 90s kind of pitcher. This is a guy who has, he has an SEC caliber arm. He's not, a, he can rely on power at times. I think that's why you make the move, especially when you have Christian McLeod, who's been a strikeout machine so far. You're sort of keeping that kind of pitcher on Saturday. Yeah. Um, and it gives you the, a little bit of a different look, too, from the left-handed side to the right-handed side, which, I mean, State kind of had that anyway, I guess, with Kessler. I mean, that was two completely different looks, really, with Kessler from the right side on Friday and then McLeod on uh, on Saturdays. But, yeah, I- I'm interested to see, though, because to me it's a different it's a different beast when you're out there to start the game as opposed to out in the pen, you can kind of – I don't know, get in the flow of the game mentally a little bit before you get out there. Um, I'm so interested to see how he handles it. I, I'm For Mississippi State's sake, not that there's ever a good time to lose your ace and, and to start adjusting the rotation or whatnot, but State's in a good spot in that they get to run Bedner out there on a Saturday against Quinnipiac, um, as opposed to if this had happened a week later yeah. or whatever, and they decided that, no, Will Bender, you're going to make your uh, first career start, and it's going to be the opening weekend of SEC play against on a Saturday Arkansas. at Duty Noble against Arkansas. Yeah, I mean, at that juncture, I'm not saying he couldn't handle it, but that's, that's one of those times where a first-year guy at Mississippi State looks around and the smoke's coming from the lounge, and there's 12,000 people or so in the stands, and, and you get a little bright-eyed and start trying to do a little too much. Um, that could happen anyway next weekend. I don't know. But, uh, I mean, it gives you no margin for error, too. I mean, another one of these guys goes down. Yeah. Yeah, you're right about that. Especially if it's – I mean, yeah, I'm not trying to throw bad juju on anybody here. Maybe, but maybe if, you just shouldn't say it then, if, Joel. I see where yeah, you're going. If there are particular guys, especially if they go down, you just feel like, man – but at this point, really, it's anybody in that rotation. If, if it yeah. goes down, I mean, <laughs> you're running out of options. I think you and I kind of drew up a nightmare scenario for this team back a few weeks ago yeah. on one of the rumblings, and it was like, well, if Ginn and Allen and some of those guys get hurt, then maybe, yeah. well, you're halfway there yeah. a little bit with, with some of those, those nightmare scenarios. But all of that said, that was a little loud. It was loud. I still think there's enough talent on this team. Mm-hmm. They gonna 
I kind of feel like in some ways you're starting back at square one, like the beginning of the season a little bit, trying to figure out some it does. Ro- it feels like roles. A little, a little, a little bit, bit like a reboot, yeah. But I still think there's enough talent on this team to make a push. You know, am I as confident that this team is hosting or doing whatever at the end of the year as I was a month ago? No. Situations change. What do you always say? You say it during football season every year. Every week's a season. Every week you're allowed to change your opinion a little bit. Yeah. My opinion on this team has changed a little bit from what I think their ceiling probably is. That's fair. But it is baseball, and there's a lot of talent. And if that talent clicks, like it has for State in the shoot the recent past. It has clicked later in years and things. They've got a chance, but it was not a good day for Mississippi State to learn that JT Ginn is for sure out for the year and that Tanner Allen is out for however long Tanner Allen's out for. He just can't catch a break. Tanner yeah. Tanner just can't get in unlucky. a rhythm. Yeah. I think he's hitting 240 for the year, which batting average and everything, but I mean, he's in the lineup, he's out of the lineup, he's in the lineup, now he's out of the lineup again for for goodness knows how long, and it's a hand thing, which as a hitter, when your hands are being messed with, isn't anything worse than than having your hands messed with as a hitter. So we'll see when he's back. Um, Does seem like he will be back at some point this season. Um, They seem kind of optimistic about that at least. And you're right, I think when he was asked about what's – What's when Lamonis was asked about what's State going to do in right field in Tanner Allen's absence, he was talking about matchups and things like that. Yeah. And he said, you know, maybe Tanner's back out there in a couple of weeks. Yeah. But I don't know if by in a couple of weeks he meant just he was just throwing out a number there. Do you, and, do you think there's a situation where he might have to DH for a little while to try to minimize risk? I don't know because, I mean, you're DHing, you're using your hands. Yeah. I mean, by and large, in the outfield, the only danger there is if you dive again and land on was it, it or something. You, you got the was it his glove hand? His glove hand. So I mean, it would, might just hurt just to catch the ball. Whereas you know, obviously, you take one off the hands, it's going to hurt, but that's going to hurt regardless. You might you might it might be a, a slight a slight risk management move to let him bat some before he gets all the way back. I don't know. Maybe. Um, and it also depends on who they stick out there and how they perform. Yeah. If you put somebody out there and they. You know, begin to shine. Maybe, this maybe is all where, works out. Tell me if I'm wrong. The guy who has to step up now is Pimentel. They feels have like to it. have him do that. Feels like it. Um, and so far, outside of that big three-run homer against Oregon State, it's been pretty much a nothing burger for Mister Pimentel so far. Yeah. And uh, I he got rave reviews all during the offseason. I mean, I think that the guy's got a tremendous ceiling but we hadn't seen it yet and uh yeah now's now's his time for sure um you just wonder how this affects state i think a lot of times people look at it from an an offensive perspective and it is going to hurt offensively to have tanner allen out of the lineup but i mean again pimentel i don't know that he's andrew jones in the outfield you know so he he's going to be in one corner who are you putting in the other uh do you go a little bit more defensive, Bryce Brock, somebody like that? Because, I mean, if you have Cumbest in a corner and Pimentel in a corner, that just to me doesn't seem like the greatest of defensive outfields. No. And from um, a hitting perspective, neither one of those guys have done a whole and, lot either. And, and both are, are athletes. I mean, they, yeah. but gosh, State, man. State's got a lot to figure out now. They do. You know, luckily, they, do. they have an opponent this weekend in Quinnipiac that they that you think they should be able to win those games. And just I think when you have a bad – you had a bad week last week. Then you get some more bad news now. You know, bad news. You need some wins. Wins are what gets people excited again. So, 
State needs to get this series from just from a, a mental perspective of just to feel normal again. You know, just get back on the winning track and take it from there. I think that I think getting a sweep this week can go a long way. It could be a situation where we look back and be like, man, just getting those three games there was sort of what gave them a little spark. Next weekend series is so interesting to me with Arkansas struggling the way they have. Somebody's going to be really low next week from a mental standpoint. They're yeah. going to be like, man, it, this is sort of falling apart. Well, the us. thing is here, <laughs> this weekend can be like a palate cleanser for State. If you win the three, you're 10-4 and four going into SEC play. And then when SEC play starts, it's like a reset. You're basically undefeated again. It's a new season at that point. Yeah. And so maybe you're feeling good about yourself. I mean, we're playing it out like they, they've swept Quinnipiac in my scenario here. But, you know, if you're 10-4 and four heading into Quinnipi- well, Quinnipiac. There's an eye in there you're missing. Oh, I'm forgetting there's Texas Tech midweek next week, too. Yeah. I mean, next week is one of the <laughs> – next week might be literally, outside of postseason play, the hardest week in Mississippi State history. <laughs> when have you played – Two not midweek games like that, and then played an SEC team. I just—that's a tough week. That's if you're two and three next week, you probably feel pretty good. And see, here's another component to all this. I mean, I guess you got Carlisle Kessler starting one of those midweeks against Texas. Who's Tech. starting the other one? Who's starting the other one? Probably Houston Harding. Maybe so. Yeah. Um, I asked uh, Chris Lamonis too about uh, Davis Rocos, who coming yeah. into the year he had. Kind of been pretty high on, but he's apparently battling some some injuries. Sound like well. some small injury stuff as well. He and Jack Egan. So this team's been it's, been bit. Nah, it, has, has this team already faced more adversity than last year's team faced the entire season? Gosh, I'm just trying to think. What were some of the the adverse things last year? I guess the the two biggest things. Magnum got hurt. Magnum and again, yeah. And both by the time the end of the year rolled, I mean they were, we're both fine. still going. Yeah. I, yeah. I say fine. I don't know that Mac was ever completely Mac probably again, not, but. but when you say that he had the he had the big moment. He had the big, he had, well, he had a he couple had, of bit had the big, big hit in the Auburn in the Auburn game, game yeah. at the College World Series. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see what happens. So, but yeah, I think I think you're right. I think this team has already faced more adversity than last year's. But and I don't you know that about, they faced more adversity than two years ago's team that no, lost no, its coach three no, games no, in right, and everything yeah. else. And but the the leadership core of that team is gone now. You know, Mangum, McNamee, and uh, I would say Cole Gordon, but. But so guys the, that experience the new that, guys have got to become they've got to step up. Guys that experience that are still here. Westberg, Allen, Foskew, Allen. Well, Allen's hurt, but well, he's Westview, hurt, but Fos- he's still here. Westview, Foskey, Westberg, Foskey. I'll get it right eventually. And Jordan, they, they're needed more than ever now. They've got to step up yeah. and carry this. Price himself were around for all that. Too. Yeah, that's true too. Those two guys have faced more adversity than almost anybody in college baseball. So don't want to delve too far into the series. Quinnipiac, Quinnipiac's not a great team, but I think we both feel confident. State needs State needs a sweep. It really feels like they need to get all three here. It, you know, yes, it does feel like that. Um, what I was going to say, though, about the JT Ginn thing, and even, I mean, the Tanner Allen thing a little bit here, I've, and maybe they've known it in the locker room for a week or two now, but I just feel like there's some certainty about things now. Like, there's no, no more of this week to week, who's yeah. doing what. You know now what the situation is. You know now that Christian McLeod is your Friday night starter. Um if Will Bedner, I guess, goes out and has a solid outing on Saturday, I guess he he knows he is the Saturday guy because it appears Eric Sarantola is going to stick on Sundays, which I think is a good idea because he has the opportunity to go out there any given Sunday and just shut you down. 
but he has the opportunity to go out there and only give you three or four innings and it'd be a bullpen day, which a lot of days in the SEC on Sunday is a bullpen day. So I think leaving him on Sunday is probably a, a good call. I agree. Um, but anyway, you have some certainty now. There's not all this, is he coming back? Is he not coming back? I, I don't know. I just feel like in baseball, certainty and knowing what your role is and knowing what's expected of you and all that can go a long way. A JT Ginn injury is not a good thing. Don't misunderstand me, but I think having some final finality to it and knowing what the situation is helps. Um, just from a planning perspective and getting your ducks in a row. On a personal level, though, man, don't you just hate this? You with hate JT it again. You hate it. And, and and you know it's just unlucky. You know nothing Mississippi State could have done here. It appears. And and, and State's done all they could do. They to really care have for done everything arm. they could possibly have done to care for this kid's arm. You know they did everything they could, and it's just, it just unlucky. So. It is what it is. All right. Let's move on over to men's basketball, Mississippi State Ole Miss. And, of course, this is going to be brought to you by the good folks over at Welcome Home Beef. Don't forget that they've got that special going this weekend where you just come in, mention the Thunder and Lightning podcast. They'll take 10% off any order of $50 or more. So if you want to put some steaks on the grill before you head over to Diddy Noble Field uh, for baseball, if you want to just, you know, you're cooking at home this weekend, whatever you're doing, Welcome Home Beef can take care of you. Great family, great story. They've been in the beef business for so, so long. They know what they're doing. They're taking, this is the best beef that money can buy. And I'll be honest with you, once you buy one of their steaks and try it, you're not going to need to hear from me anymore. They're going to be, they're going to have your business at that point. They're going to take care of you with great service and you're going to get USDA prime beef, grain fed, locally sourced beef processed by Mississippi State. So you're doing business locally and you're doing business with people who do business with Mississippi State. You can get your whole dinner taken care of at Welcome Home Beef. They've got all the sides right there waiting for you. And, of course, that great USDA Prime steak, burgers, roast. Check it all out over at Welcome Home Beef, 329 University Drive. Or you can give them a call at 662-418-2021 or look them up on Facebook, Welcome Home Beef, at facebook.com slash Welcome Home Beef. It just tastes good. All right. <laughs> Finally reached the end of this 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 season. Got got some postseason games to play. I'm not looking forward. I know they're going to host an NIT game. I just know it in my bones. There will be maybe 1,300 people at that game. Don't those don't those take place over? Uh, well, I guess spring break is this weekend, so no. Um, but still, maybe a one seed at least. Yeah. <laughs> Who does NIT bracketology? <laughs> I need to start following that guy on Twitter. Um, you know, and I wonder, I think they ran into this issue a couple of years. Here we are talking like they're actually in the NIT. It certainly feels like that's where they'll probably be yes. at this point. But yes. um, I think a couple of years ago, didn't they run into the issue of the women were playing at, at home in the first round of the NCAAs, and so they had to like rip up the floor real quick after the NIT Something game? Something like to, that, yeah. Or not, not the floor, but like the stickers and stuff. Yeah, the they had to change stickers out and, you know. Different situation there. So, yeah, I, I don't know. But that's a one regular season game left, Mississippi State, Ole Miss. I don't remember the last time these two teams played in the season finale. I'm, I know it's happened, but I don't remember the last time. Uh, certainly some interesting scheduling by the SEC to do it for both the men's and the women's uh, teams. Um, one interesting side note to this game is senior night, obviously. That means Tyson Carter will be honored, but his father will not be there. Because he and Joel T. Coleman yep. will be at the pavilion of all places. <laughs> I'll be in Oxford while State plays Ole Miss in Starkville. Because Starville High School will be playing for the state championship against Harrison Central. No, Murrah. Mm-hmm. Murrah. I think that's right. What a what a tr- 
15-year-old Brian fully would expect Murray to be there. Murray used to be the, the, the dominant force in, in high school basketball, not just in this state, but across the country. But, yeah, Greg Carter will be at that game while his son's playing his senior night game. So it's sort of a, you know, bittersweet moment there, obviously, for Tyson and for Greg. I'm sure Greg would love to be there, but he also has to be there for his team as well. Ole Miss has done it again. They've won a game. They've got a little bit of momentum here. I think they've won two straight now, I think. They beat Vanderbilt, and then they beat uh, Missouri. I think that's right. I don't, I don't have Ole Miss' schedule. I think that's right. And I'm not really willing to look it up, to be totally honest with you. So once again, Ole Miss will play Mississippi State with a little momentum. And the last time that happened, they ran Mississippi State off the court. Um, this team, you know, we'll, we'll get to talk to players later today on Friday as you're listening. I'm, I'm interested to see this team's mental state because we talked about, you know, they were playing all these must-win games and the grind of that. And now that the bubble has burst and, and there's no other way to look at it, how do they feel? Are they willing to? They, do they want to go out on a high note? Do they want to say, "Well, maybe we can still do this," or is it going to be, you know, that that sort of that what twenty eleven twelve team that once it was over, it was over, yeah, and they were just trying to get off the court as fast as they could. Don't know what that situation is going to be, but if I'm a Mississippi State fan, I don't have a lot of confidence in this game. No, I'm I'm kind of with you. One thing that I will say is I think that this team will have the ability to not so much look at the big picture of we're probably out of the tournament mix. I think they'll have the ability to do that against Ole Miss. You, you know, you were called back a week or two ago when State played Alabama at home. You remember Reggie Perry was a little bit aggravated at Alabama for the way apparently yeah. that they had not just beat State, but apparently he didn't like the way that they acted while right, beating right, right. State and things. I'm not saying that Ole Miss did anything like that whenever they beat State in, in Oxford a few weeks ago, but I I take it that State can sometimes put a little chip on its shoulder for from when other teams beat them, and I would think that losing to Ole Miss up there in the fashion that they did would allow them to zero in and make this kind of a one-game season type deal. Like, And if they can't do that, then they're in big-time trouble. Because Ole Miss, with their – zone defense that State just can't figure out despite the fact they know it's coming. Right. I mean, you know Brian Tyree's going to come in here and probably score 30. Yeah. Yeah. Last time Blake Henson was in Starkville, he scored about 30. Yeah. And and those guys, you know, that's why I think Ole Miss has suffered a little bit this year. Tyree has still been good, but they have not... The, the, the Shuler support, and Henson and the company had, had Shuler, Henson, Buffin, Kadeem C., those guys have not been good for Ole Miss. They've been well, good at times. C was good against C was State. good. Against, like I said, they've been good at times, but they haven't been good all the way through. And that's what the problem has been for Ole Miss is they just they haven't had the supporting cast around uh, Tyree to, to to get them going in the right direction. On paper, which you know we said this before, State is the better basketball team by by a pretty large margin, in my opinion. Opinion, but. It just has not been what you want from Mississippi State this year at any time. Basically, since they, they, they left, you know, when they lost to Villanova, they came back and won those next two games in that tournament, and you thought, okay, this is going to be a pretty good team. They were that close to beating Villanova without Nick. Instead, they, you know, they, they, they had losses they shouldn't have had. They've never been. They haven't really been consistent. I mean, I know they won ten of their last fourteen prior to uh, to Tuesday night, 
But was there ever really a stretch where you were like, this team is starting to come together? You know, they, they'd sandwich a, a couple of wins around a loss. It just They could never just go on a winning streak, it seemed. You know? And that's the story of this season. Just inconsistency. Um, you know, they just haven't played to the level, the standard I would think that you would expect. So. Yeah. It, it's been a... But, uh, you know, we say all that, Brian, and it's still odd to me that I think if you had told me at the beginning of the year they have a chance to win 20 regular season games and finish 11-7 and seven in the conference, I still would have told you it was a tournament team. It's just the conference is, is I know. not good. There, there's just been so and look many. at what happened last night, by the way. I don't know if you noticed, but uh, Auburn, uh, this week, Auburn, Kentucky, and, Flor- and uh, LSU all lost. <laughs> so, State could have easily gotten that double bye. They could be easily making a move for second had they just handled their business these last few weeks, but they didn't. And, and you sort of, I agree with what you're saying. I, I would have thought a 20 and 11, and that's, let's assume state wins. Yeah. 20 and 11, 11 and 17 would have been e- easily in. But I didn't expect Tennessee to backslide the way they have. I didn't expect Ole Miss to backslide the way that they have. Um, I thought that, uh, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else who, you know, I mean, that's two more teams. And then Arkansas, I thought, would have been probably – sorry, not Arkansas. Alabama, I thought, might have been a tournament team. So I thought the the league would be going on seven, eight bids. Instead, they're going to get four, and nobody's going to be higher than probably a three seed with Kentucky. Maybe. Maybe a four seed. It's just a bad down year. It's sort of the bad old days. It's where you were maybe five years ago before there were these ideas in the the conference to try to improve at basketball, and you started seeing better coaches getting hired and facilities being improved. So that's just sort of where you are. Where Mississippi State is, I don't know. I'm interested to see. I, I don't. I don't see this. I'll be honest with you. I'm not. I'm not confident in victory uh, for the Bulldogs. Who's your playmaker for this one? Uh, cliche, I guess. Senior night, but I think Tyson Carter needs to hit some threes. Um, I know he's good at driving. You know, driving to the rim sometimes too. But I think this is a night where he needs to have a big time shooting night. Uh, we'll, we'll see if it happens. As Tyson Carter goes, so goes Mississippi State. That's kind of been the theme for most of the year. I kind of went away from that for a week or two, but it's been the truth um, in most instances. And like you stated the other day, um, what was it, 40 and 12 when he scores in double yeah, figures? Yeah, well, 40 and I mean, 13 now. Yeah, 40 and 13 now, I guess. But uh, I'll, I'll just go with Tyson. I feel like if he has a big night, State wins the game. Um, is there a path to winning if he doesn't have a big night? Yeah, probably. But. I think if he has a big night, that would solidify a win. I agree. Um, I think I'm going to go with Perry, though. Probably his last – well, I take it back. I think they're going to host an NIT game. But one of his last couple games at the Humphrey Coliseum, in all likelihood, even though he's not projected to be a high draft choice, I can't imagine. When you come to school with a plan, it's difficult to get away from that sometimes. I think his plan was two years – Maybe one if I'm if I'm really good. It's tough to tell a guy like that. Now you need to come back for one more, you know. So I, I, I don't see Reggie Perry back in Starkville for another year. Uh, but Ole Miss doesn't have anybody to contend with him. They didn't. That's how State got out to that lead in that game was they were just feeding Perry down low and Ole Miss couldn't do anything about it. Got to keep that up somehow. The zone sort of keeps you away from that. I get that. So what you're saying about Tyson is important because if they're going to zone, you got to be able to shoot over that. Yep. But doing so should be able to free up Reggie Perry. But that said, I don't have any confidence in this team. I, I've spent my last dime of confidence with this team. So I don't think they're going to get the job done. I think it's going to be a, a tough day in Starkville. I'm going to take Ole Miss to win. 
uh, 77 to 72. <sighs> I just, I'm not liking State's chances. I guess I'm just, but it it is senior day. And a lot of times, it feels like on senior days around the country, teams win at home on senior day. They tend to do seems it. seems yeah, like that. I would imagine. But I mean, teams tend to win at home. Yeah. Yeah, State, State's only lost. Has State lost at home this year? They lost to what? To Louisville? Or not Louisville. Louisiana Tech? Is that their only home loss? Auburn. Yes, Auburn to, to start things. That's oh. it. That's the only two home losses for the season. So, I mean, they've been good at home, but I just... I'm just worried about this team where they are mentally. I'm going to predict them to win, but I'm not confident in that. I'm using the my age-old formula that I use most weeks in that I think State's the better team, plus they're at home. Um, kind of weird picking them to win this game since they got skull drug in Oxford. But uh, I'm going to do it and say that State wins. We'll say 74-70. Okay. We'll see what happens. All right. It, let, let me draw it out for you. They yeah. win it. Then they, uh, I guess you'd get one by in the SEC tournament yeah. at that point. Yeah. Um, is, there, is there a path? You got to get to Sunday? Or Sun- you got or you, you to win the thing? You got to win tomorrow or win, yeah, tomorrow as you're listening, and then you got to win. You get to, If you get to Sunday, I think you're going to get in. I think at 23 and 12, you would get in. Is that right? Was that what the word record? Yeah. I think you would be in. But they got to do that, and even then they'll sweat. They won't. They wouldn't be assured. Wouldn't be of comfortable. Anything. Yeah, but we'll see what happens. All right, uh, the women's. We don't know who the women are playing yet, so don't, don't want to predict. I can't really do a preview of that other than than say I think they're going to get to Sunday, and then we'll see what happens with South Carolina playing basically a road game at that point. So we'll see what that brings. All right, guys, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on. Uh, you know, it'll have to be later in the day, obviously, because there's a there's a Sunday baseball game. Once that game is over, Joel and I will figure out a time to record, and uh, we'll put the podcast up. Have a great weekend. Talk to you again soon. For Joel T. Coleman, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.